You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Hey, I'm Ray Parker. I play Darth Maul, a Phantom Menace, and Solo, a Star Wars story, and G.I. Joe, Snake Eyes, and you're listening to Disney Universe Podcast. We would be honored if you would join us. To infinity and beyond! I'm very popular, y'all! You are without doubt the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you have heard of me. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Come to this happy place. Welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Hey, everybody. We are back with episode 114 of the Disney Universe podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joey, uh, of course, with me on this awesome, fun-filled, anniversary-filled episode. I got my two awesome co-hosts, D-Big Smooth, Alex, and Ryan. How you guys doing? Yo, yo. How's it going, guys? Doing great, man. I'm, I'm stoked. I'm you know, we had the episode at the beginning of the year talking about all these awesome anniversaries, so I'm excited to dive a little deeper into some of them, as well as our own. Yeah, absolutely. And like like Alex says, uh, this is our sixth anniversary. We've been around six years. I can't believe we're still doing it uh, and continue to do it. I love, love doing this and talking to everybody and the interactions we made. Uh, so it's not going to be like a huge Disney Universe anniversary show. We're going to you know, we'll save that maybe once we hit 10, but, you know, we're going to acknowledge that uh, this is our sixth year anniversary and we're very proud and excited uh, of what we've uh, built and where we're going. Um, a lot of our big anniversary stuff, what we will be talking about is the 20th anniversary of the Country Bear film and the 40th anniversary of uh, Tron, uh, one of my all time favorite movies uh, that may or may not have aged as well, but still, you know, <laughs> it's, it's still pretty cool. Um we got Disneyland's anniversary uh, coming up real soon. What year are we on, you guys? I totally 67. forgot. 67. Gosh, we're almost at 70. So, which gets me excited for D23 coming up. Because we definitely, I mean, a couple years ago, we got all the stuff that was happening for uh, Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. And that was about this this distance in time from that. So, what what is like 70? I know like 50 is like gold, right? And 60 is like diamond. Or something. What does anyone know? What seventy is? 
Uh, wow, you're still here. Yeah, some kind of <laughs> pill boxes. I don't know. Boxes. <laughs> so uh, we'll be talking a little bit about Disneyland uh, 67th anniversary. Some another trip coming up really soon. We'll begin to that real soon. Uh, before we get to that, we'd like to welcome everybody. If you're new to the show, show uh, welcome. Uh, once again, this is our 114th episode. Uh, we do discuss everything in the Disney universe, such as Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm, 20th Century, uh, music, video games. Uh, speaking of video games, have you guys uh, started playing uh, Mirrorverse? It's a new mobile game. No, but I it's saw a, you post about it. Oh my gosh, this game's so cool. And you unlock characters super quick. Uh, and they and I first time I see these costumes on some of these characters, I'm like, I cannot wait to see somebody cosplay that. So... Check it out. It's a fun game. I don't know if you can like interact with other players or not, but it is really fun. Yeah. I've seen that they have action figures for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's where I first saw those a few months ago. Uh, they have these, and if you're if you're a toy collector, the, the action figure is actually from uh, Todd McFarlane. Uh, his studio did a lot of the Spawn mm-hmm. stuff and great uh, um, football, baseball, basketball uh, figures and uh, movie figures. So uh, these things are really cool, and they're about you know twenty twenty four bucks a piece, depending on what character. But they look they look super detailed and they're really cool. And if you're playing the game, let us know. But um, yeah, so welcome and to our uh, continuing listeners and friends, welcome back. Uh, we're glad you guys are here with us. And uh, like I said, love the friendships and interactions. Uh, and f- going back to the new people, though, if you want to interact with us, Alex, where can they uh, do that? Um, we love uh, first and foremost interacting on Instagram. Uh, we're all. Uh, sharing and posting and we love reading your comments from our posts on instagram uh we you can also be found on twitter on facebook all at disney universe podcast uh as well uh we have stepped in the youtube verse uh we've been there for a while if you go and look up on youtube disney universe tv you will find some awesome unboxing videos some content from the parks We've done uh, instant reactions to some of the uh, more recent Marvel and Star Wars, uh, Disney Plus shows, as well as some of the movies. So please come join us over at Disney Universe TV on YouTube. We're still just a few more uh, subscribers away from being able to do lives and share content like that. And with all the awesome uh, park visits and things we have coming up, we'd love to be able to share that with you. So if you're already following us at Disney Universe TV on YouTube, thank you very much. Go tell a friend. And if you're not, please jump in and join. Uh, we, we're excited for all the stuff we, we like to share with you guys there and go live and have you guys riffing with us in the comments. So uh, please be sure to jump in at all those social avenues. Yes, absolutely. And then, you know, once you get in, you like what we're doing. If you feel ever inclined to support the show, you can become part of our crew. And that's where Ryan will kick it in, let you guys know a little bit of what we're doing, how you can help uh, support the show. Yes, sir. So if you would like to be a part of our super exclusive DU crew, hey, I made those pens. Um, you can head over to patreon.com slash DU crew. And we have a couple fun tiers there for you guys to check out. Um, maybe some swag. Uh, I think I think I don't know if it, it happened yet, but I think our current uh, crew members got some of our celebration exclusive stickers. Yeah, I was able to send those out to. Uh, well, I ran into John and uh, one of our good friends, uh, Mike. Uh, he got some, uh, they all got all of the stickers nice. I had available to print it out, including our fresh hops stickers and Mando showed stickers. Just 
you know, for being a good supporter. So cool, cool. And I'm, I'm having more swag uh, printed out really soon for DU crew members and just to pass around at D23. Nice. So yeah, if you're uh, if you like stickers, if you're one of those people with a laptop with a bunch of stickers, then just just join and you get a sticker. Um, but right now, we'd like to thank our current uh, crew members. So we have super fan Jen, Sasquatch, Alfredo. Tyler and John. So again, that's patreon.com slash DU crew. Um, thanks guys for being part of the crew. Um, yeah, it's a good time. Come join. Yeah. And we're kind of restructuring, haven't done it yet, but uh, we're going to kind of uh, change the tiers around a little bit and we're going to start uh, doing a monthly uh, DU crew uh, exclusive, either bonus episodes, uh, chats. Um, I know one of the big things that a lot of podcasts do is a discord, uh, not, not apparel. I'll talk about them later, but Discord is actually a, uh, a chat site. I'm just having a hard time trying to figure it out. Wait, Discord's um, so confusing. Yeah, and, and it's working for a lot of people, a lot of podcasts, but you know, I figure we might just do an Instagram uh, private group or something. But It's like a, uh, it's like a group chat, right? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. And you can put... Go ahead. Group chat. Uh, Instagram group chat is probably a lot easier. Yeah, so... Uh, but look for that to come out, or when it, I'm working on uh, more uh, merchandise... Uh, for our, our DU crew, so I, I, I want to send uh, postcards from Disney World. So join yeah. the DU crew, and you could get a postcard from Disney World this fall. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Right. Maybe I'll send some from D twenty three. Also, maybe I may have to do it next week. We'll get into that. <laughs> right on. And uh, if you're going to the parks, or you're not going to the parks, and you want to, you know, show off your love for Disney, Star Wars, or Marvel. Uh, we got a couple places for you to check out. Uh, first of all, go to our friends uh, Neverland Trading. Uh, they have a great uh, collection of uh, Star Wars, Disney, Disney Parks, uh, Marvel shirts, uh, hats, sweatshirts, accessories. Uh, so many great stuff to choose from. Uh, when you get into holiday seasons, they got great Halloween-themed shirts and stuff and Christmas and Valentine's Day. So uh, really good people. I have a ton of their shirts. I love them. They're comfortable especially for my fluffy self. Uh, you know, it's hard to get a nice soft uh, T-shirt, but uh, these these ones fit, fit great and they're awesome. So check them out at neverlandtrading.com. And if you find something you like, uh, just go to throw it in the cart and use promo code uh, DVERSE at checkout. That's D-V-E-R-S-E. And you'll get a nice little discount. And also, if you're a fan of Disney characters and uh, punk rock and rock albums, uh, check out our good friends at Discord Peril. This is where... The two worlds collide. You got great Disney mashups with characters and, like I said, album covers. And uh, they just, and these are limited uh, uh, merchandise too. So uh, they'll put them up and they'll probably sell them for about a month or so. And a lot of them will sell out pretty quick. Uh, they just recently sold out of their Slayer uh, Mr. Toad logo, which I'm bummed I missed out on. So uh, definitely check that out. And uh, just go to www.discore.com. That's D I Z C O R E. And uh, like I said, this where music and Disney collide. I'm still waiting for them to do a NWA collab. <laughs> yeah, that I know that. Have yeah, you that idea. So. Disney or no? I mean, I've seen that shirt, but I think uh, other people might have done it. Yeah, that, that was another one. So that might be why that you know you haven't seen it because there, there has been some. And I'm not I, I'm not going to crap on somebody's art, but it looked a little cheesy. 
Well, I, and I mean, when Straight Outta Compton came out, I think we saw Straight Outta shirts from everything. Straight Outta here, Straight Outta there, Straight Outta this, Straight Outta that. Yeah, I think I made a photo because I had an actual app you could do that. And it was during one of the D23s. I think I even put it a Straight Outta D23, Straight Outta Jack Who. Is around. <laughs> straight out of the exhibition hall. Straight, straight yeah. out of waiting in line all night. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, so um, that was a good time, though. Um, but before we get to our... Uh, our topics. We got a few little news items uh, we'd like to bring up. Um, so I don't know, uh, Alex, if you want to do uh, the first real big uh, story that came out just a few days ago. Um, yeah, uh, we got news uh, just a bit ago out of the Essence Culture Festival in New Orleans. A very appropriate place for this news to be coming out of. Um, we got the title and opening window for Tiana's. River Adventure, Tiana's Adventure, Tiana's Bayou Adventure, Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Thank you very much. Which uh, is a bit of a mouthful for a title, um, but uh, excited to see the ball rolling on this. Um, I think it it better be happening rather than be sitting in limbo as it has been for a while. Um, But uh, they released the title, a little bit more concept art, and a bit of the. I guess the plot for the, for the ride and that it's taking place just after the events of uh, princess and the frog uh, with new music inspired by the movie. So that'll be interesting that this ride will have original theme park songs, uh, not straight out of the film uh, and that the opening window is slated as late 2024. So we, I'm sure we'll have more news to come uh, as far as what, uh, the closing window will be for Splash Mountain. Uh, so as we've had for the last year or so, everybody can get their last rides into the laughing place. But, uh, you know, without saying where we are uh, on whether or not they're doing this or that they're doing this, I guess, what do we think about the name, uh, the ride and uh, potential, especially knowing we got Tony Baxter coming out of retirement to help with this one. Uh, what do you guys think about the the potential possibilities? What this does to Critter Country, things like that. Uh, I got some thoughts. Do you want to go first, Ryan? Or uh, well, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know how I felt initially. So um, I still think that maybe just scrap poo and give Tiana her own ride there. Because um, I know so our. Pardon? That's not happening. It's already, it's already happening. I know. I know. I know. But that's just my my thoughts. I'll, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. I love the movie, um, but I also love Splash Mountain. So, um, yeah, I'll just I'm just gonna kind of wait and see what to do, how it goes. Not happy yet, but I'm also not like super devastated. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, I hope they change Hungry Bear in Disneyland to Tiana's place and they just make all of Critter Country, New Orleans Square, get rid of Pooh and put in a Nightmare Before Christmas, a little dark ride so we could just have Haunted Mansion throughout the year. Um, those are my thoughts. <laughs> um, I love Splash Mountain, uh, I, but I am excited for this. Uh, T- uh, Princess of the Frog is probably one of my favorite uh, recent out of, out of the recent bunch of Disney movies, uh, definitely one of my favorites. Um, the only thing I'm iffy about is I love the music. I'm okay with like a, an original song, like at the finale would be pretty cool, but 
you know, you go, you ride these dark rides, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, all this stuff, and you want to see what made you love those movies. And so I, I love the soundtrack to Princess of the Frog, and I want to hear those classic songs. Uh, but I don't, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of different that, that you, we're not getting like kind of right through the movie that, that we love, but we're, we're getting a continuation, which is, I still think it's pretty cool. Um, especially I still believe, I believe there's a Tiana show coming out at Disney plus mm-hmm. within the next year or two. So I'm sure a lot of that will tie in, which, you know, w- which will be great. Um, so I, yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, sad to see splash mountain go, but. I'm happy with what they chose to replace it with. Um, like I said, I love this movie. I love the characters. So, and I love New Orleans Square. So, seeing New Orleans Square expand uh, would be great. Um, I, I kind of agree with the uh, Tiana's place as Hungry Bear, but I think because if you go to the movie, Tiana's place was more of a fancier restaurant. So, I would even be happy if they even made it like Tiana's Two, which happens to a lot of restaurants, and it's more of like a. Because instead of kind of like the fancy New Orleans cuisine, which they already have at French Market and Blue Bayou, they could actually have more Bayou style classics, um, po' boys, uh, funnel cakes. You know, that's already a hungry bear anyway. So it'd be a nice little uh, difference. Um, and I don't know what they would do with Pooh's Corner. I know you want Nightmare Before Christmas or uh, uh, Nightmare. Yeah, but I don't know if that would still blend in there. But, you know, we'll see. But I'm, I'm excited. Uh, we'll see what happens. And I'm sure we'll hear more coming soon from D23. Yeah, so I, I think as far as... Well, I was I was going to say, as far as an IP, Pooh is not going anywhere. Um, it is going to be interesting to see how they tie that back corner in, you know, because you do... I, I, the Laughing Place, I think, is the name of... Uh, or is it the Briar Patch, that little hat shop? The no, Briar end. Patch, yeah. And yeah. then what's the name of the candy store back there? Pooh's Corner. Right? So, yeah, I mean, all those things. May, maybe they the just Pooh's call Corner. that area Pooh Corner or, or uh, <laughs> the 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 Hundred Acre Wood or something like that. I mean, you have the characters back there. There's enough that that little nook. I mean, if we think about it, Bear Country was nothing but the Country Bear Jamboree at one exactly. point. So, I mean, it's <laughs> enough to be a land. And if you're old like me, you'll remember Pooh's Corner on Disney Channel. So it kind of fits. Welcome to Pooh's Corner. I, I remember that one. Yeah. We, we love our uh, full costumed uh, characters on television. <laughs> uh, the Dumbo's Magic Circus was another one for me, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, as with both of you guys, I mean, we, we all grew up with Splash Mountain. I think that was... You know, whereas a lot of the other rides came around before and were already there when we, you know, were children and started going to the park, Splash Mountain, that was ours, you know? So, I mean, it is sad to see that go. Um, But as I learned with Tower of Terror, I will always trust in Imagineering. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see what they're going to bring forward. As you said, Ryan, as a fan of the movie, I'm, you know, really excited to see what comes of it. Um and yeah, I, I'm, I'm stoked. I, I'm excited for the idea of original theme park songs. Uh, I, I was watching a video talking about this yesterday. And I mean, it's kind of like how Disney has gone far away from original ideas for rides in the parks. You know, we used to have, you know, these classic theme park songs, the uh, great big, beautiful tomorrow. It's a small world. One little spark. 
you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, Yoho, Pirates Life for Me, Grim Grinning Ghosts. Um, and then, you know, we have like Ariel's Little Mermaid Adventure, Alice, all the, all the classic Fantasyland dark ride type things that are, as you were saying, bringing us back to the movies we love. So it's tough with Princess and the Frog, with a movie that gave us such great music. Like the fact that I might not get friends on the other side in this ride is a travesty. But I hope we get some sort of uh, – it, it's it's tough thinking that it's after the movie how we're going to get Facilier. But hopefully I'm yeah. thinking the you know the part where you go down to the laughing place, that see maybe we see, we go to the other side and we see Facilier as he was taken to the other side at the end of the movie. Um, so maybe that's it. I don't know. But uh, that, that would be cool. And I would be – and I just totally remembered if it is past the movie plot – we have no Ray, <laughs> which is one of the greatest sidekicks, in my opinion, in, in Disney history. But going back to the original song, uh, um, I think uh, going back to Mickey's Runaway Railway, that's the first original IP song for an attraction since Grim Grinning Ghosts. Woo! It's so, a long time. Yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. Um, going back to uh, – oh, no, I'm blank. What's the, what's the little buzz, buzz, buzz guy's name? Ray? Um, Ray. Yeah, Ray. Sorry. Um I like when I picture this ride in my head, I hear the song going down, going down the bayou at the end. So, but he sings that song, right? Yes. Yeah. So like, yeah. So like, yeah, I would want that <laughs> song as you're like hitting the end of the, the, the drop. But if he's not singing it, I guess someone else could sing it, but it's his song. So I don't know if that's how just follow the bouncing butt. You know, honestly, I feel like this this is probably the reason why we're getting new songs is because guys like Ray and Facilier, you know, are not around after the end of the movie. So I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a decision they made to do that. But, uh, you know, as I said, I'm going to trust in Imagineering 2024. Still a little ways away. We got a couple more DU anniversaries between now and then. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. The ball's rolling. And, and I will still be looking forward to get my last ride into the laughing place. When do you guys yeah, see so what do you guys? Oh, oh. No, I was going to say the oh. same thing. That's good. Yeah, um, okay. That's good. <laughs> um, I, I see could, it. Where are we at? Uh, 2022 now. So I say it'll run through maybe the winter. Uh, it'll run from now and uh, probably close down. Somewhere after the New Year holiday, I I see it going through next summer, but maybe I, I don't know. There was a lot of point made uh, in you know this video. A shout out to uh, uh, Offhand Disney Dallin. Uh, he's always got some fun topics, uh, specifically Disneyland, but gets a lot of Disney World in as well. Um, and he brought up the fact that it was uh, slated for late twenty twenty four was an interesting decision being that you would think you'd do it for the beginning or uh, beginning of the year, or beginning of the summer, being a water ride, you know, people would want to want it, want to ride it. Um, this kind of makes it so it, it's a device that they can use to potentially meter how many, like, you know, how many people do you think are really going to want to ride it if it opens in November and it's like 50 degrees outside? Great, yeah, it's a new ride and it's Disney, so people are still going to ride yeah, it. I, I, don't I don't think, think it'll change anything. Deter folks that much. 
Um, so, I mean, to that same end, wondering if they're going to keep Splash through another summer season, if they're going to drop it at the beginning of 2022, um, you know, when they normally start to close rides for refurbishments and things like that. Or if, uh, and, and another thing to think about is how much do we really think is going into this? Like, I obviously there's going to be new audio animatronics and stuff, um, but I think a lot of the old audio animatronics from America Sings could still continue to play in a Bayou themed ride. So um, I I guess it'll just be interesting to see how much goes on there, Um, especially because it's not a ride where we'll be able to see much from the outside while they're doing construction, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, I'm a little worried. It's going to be a lot of screens. That, that was also brought up in Dallin's video. Um, I hope it's not. I, I, I could see screens, uh, especially like with what they did with Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Ra- Railway being a big part of the background. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I, I definitely – I need to get another ride in just to kind of gauge the space that they have in there in the show. Yeah. Rooms. Um, I think one thing that Disney's really pushing themselves on uh, right now with uh, – Runaway Railway, Rise of the Resistance is they'll yeah there'll be screens, there'll be projection mapping, but they're gonna they're gonna use the every tool they got in the toolbox, and we're going to get all that. And I, I I'm sure a lot of that stuff is being worked on right now. So by the time they're ready to swap everything over, it's going to be quick on the inside, and the longest part will be the outside uh, transformation of the which really won't take that long since it's still going to be pretty much on the same uh, structure. Um, Stru- structure looks a little. Di- the top looks a little different. I think. I think I talked about this from their yeah. original concept art. But um, did they post any new pictures? Of, uh, of just a little, art? just a little poster, kind of of Tiana and Naveen on the on the boat. Okay, yeah. Um, so we'll see. But I'm sure we're going to get more details on this uh, over the next couple of months. Um, but like like Alex said, they they release they release the information in New Orleans uh, with a great you know, great number by, um, I forget her name. The actress who plays mama Odie. Uh, she also plays flow and cars. Uh, I say Jennifer, um, Jennifer. Yeah. White. And it, she, she's the, the grandma in blackish too. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it's funny when, uh, cause she, uh, one of their first Disney films, she was, she played flow and she was around the studio. Cause this was, uh, John Lasseter's first, uh, Disney project when he was uh, named uh, head of animation uh, years ago. And so she was on set and they're looking for different voices. And she's like, that looks like my grandma, you know? So she actually did a, a, a imitation of her grandma and he's like, boom, your mama Odie. Nice. So, and she sang a dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the band, the, uh, um, I don't know there, if it was the Preservation Hall jazz band, but they did it at Preservation Hall. I, yeah. You know, being Disney, I would hope they got the actual band there. But yeah, which is a great jazz band from New Orleans. But no, I'm excited. Um, so like I said, I'm sure we'll talk about it more once we get more details. And um, so yeah. Uh, I think if they announce a closing for Splash Mountain at D23, it's going to be, you know, January or spring. If yeah. we don't hear about it at D23, I think there's a good chance it goes through next summer. Yeah, good point. So, Why don't you think they saved this info for D23? It's like the name and the concept part. Do you think they they got a lot more to show at D23? Oh, they got a lot more, yeah. They probably got the song already written. 
Um, I can see that. Because Anika Nani Rose, the voice for Tiana, she's, I think, the one that kind of accidentally leaked uh, that it was going to be 2024 a few weeks ago. Yeah. And so, you know, I was, that's what gets me saying that they're already working on a lot of the interior uh, updates and uh, voice uh, recordings and uh, writing the songs and stuff like that. So uh, I think they just got, and a lot of businesses do that when stuff gets leaked. They'll be like, oh, the leaked trailer. Then the next morning, the, the official trailer comes out for something, not just Disney, but like anything. Yeah. So, okay. Got it. But, um, yeah. And, uh, I'm terrible. I already forgot our next news item. I think Ryan was going to bring it up, but our next news item is we got a release date and a, uh, trailer for Hocus Pocus two. Um, I know a lot of people are excited for that. The three of us, um, not so much, but maybe we'll check <laughs> it out. Uh, so September 30th, um, just, I, I was going to say right at the beginning of Halloween season, but Halloween season starts in August now. So <laughs> right in yeah. the middle of Halloween season. <laughs> July if you're at Walt Disney World. <laughs> yeah. Geez. Is that when uh, Oogie, or Mickey's party starts? Not so scary? It's early August, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Early August. People are ready for it in July. Yeah. So right in the middle of kind of uh, near the end of Halloween season, September 30th, um, Hocus Pocus 2, um, all the original uh, sisters, right? Their sisters. Um, Sanderson sisters. sisters. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I haven't made it through the first one yet. Um, maybe I'll, I'll try again with a little help um, from <laughs> Dr. Green Thumb. But <laughs> see, see, a lot of Disney movies that were coming out around this time were very, very bad, as you'll hear later on. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Don't talk about Tron like that. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I know a lot of you are excited. Hocus Pocus 2. Um, the trailer is up on our Instagram. Um, or you can go to YouTube and watch it there. Wherever you want to watch it, it's out. Um, our Instagram, we prefer. Yes, yeah. our Instagram. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Hocus Pocus 2, September 30th. Then, then just, I think, the next day we got a little uh, new preview from uh, two or new villains added to the Oogie Boogie Bash. And uh, so they kind of give a little clue. You see Carthay Circle uh, Theater, and you see a like a little uh, teapot with a flower in it that uh, deteriorates, you know, that goes down. Then you see three candles lit that go unlit. So, and that's pretty much the little commercial we got. And so a lot of people are thinking, oh, new villains, Mother Gothel and the Sanderson sisters. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, but, uh, Alex, I brought up, a, another little clue to, uh, one of the, on the flower one that might be a villain that is a fan favorite, a deep cut, and deep probably cut. somebody we have never seen at a Disney park. And I would be more excited for this one. So I will go and buy a ticket if they announce that it is this one. Uh, the mad Madam Mim from sword in the stone uh, there is a point in the movie where she is uh, dancing around. I, I don't know if it's her cottage or Merlin's cottage, but there's a flower in a pot that goes dead. Um, so, yes, that would be a deep cut. Uh, knowing Disney and IP and the age of kids, Tangled seems like it might be something uh, that they'd be more inclined to bring out. But, man, uh, Matt, Madam Mim, especially having uh, us just gone to Oogie Boogie Bash last year, and the interactions with the uh, villains on the treat trails being the highlight, at least I, I think for both of us, probably. Yeah. Um, Madam Mim would have 
great interactions, I think. Uh, she would be a really fun villain to have uh, as part of Oogie Boogie Bash. And then the Sanderson sisters, I, I think I did hear another possibility for the candles, but I can't remember what it was. But uh, Sanderson sisters just make so much sense with the movie coming out in September. They do play a pretty big role, or at least have in the past, at the uh, not-so-scary Halloween party in Florida. So yeah. it only makes sense to bring it over to Oogie Boogie Smash as well. Yeah, because I don't think they've been to California yet, but they've been in Florida for the past, like, three or five years, I think. So Yeah, and, and you know, as we said, uh, I, I know none of the three of us are super high on Hokey Spocus, but I respect uh, the occult following it has. I know it's a pretty big deal with all, most of the people I know who are big Halloween fans and big Disney fans. Those two uh, have a Venn diagram that crosses big in the middle. Yeah, and nothing against Mother Gothel, but I think the interaction, like you said, would be a lot better and funner with Mad Madam Mim. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, and I know we talked about this after our trip last year, but you know, it's a good time to bring it up again. But uh, is there anybody, or maybe two villains you'd like to see uh, in one of these uh, a future Oogie Boogie Bash that we we attend? Because I don't think any of us are going to go this year. Zerg. That would be cool. That would be pretty cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Do it in front of um, Midway Mania, you know, where that, or no, beside it, where that, like, cutout is for the band and sometimes they have meet and greets. Yeah. Come right there. Or even if they, uh, I know they've done it a few times, but the the little stage where uh, Mr. Potato Head is. I wonder how hard that is to get him off of there. You mean the stage next to the ride or, like, the actual one where the animatronic is? The one where the animatronic is. Because I've seen him gone from there a few times. Yeah, I wonder, but I wonder if, how hard it would be to take him on and not put him back on every day. Oh, was, oh, I was thinking of like, no, nah, I don't know. I wonder if he's like well, electrically wired through his feet. It might. I don't think so. Or if it's actually a person in costume, or is it maybe the real Mister Potato Head? It might be. That might be the one. <laughs> what about you, Alex? What villain would you like to see? Um, I mean, they get most of the big ones in there. I don't think we've seen Gaston at Oogie Boogie Bash, and he would be another one that would, because I, I, you know, I keep mentioning the interactions. You know, you go through the treat trail, you get your your, uh, you know, your candy and whatnot, but you everyone you don't necessarily have like an individual opportunity the way it works with the uh, character meet and greets. But you're kind of going through the line and, you know, you can talk to the characters. They talk back. I remember Sid had a lot yeah. of really good comebacks last oh, year. Sid, Sid was great. Uh, so, yeah. Gaston, I think, would be another one who would have a lot of fun. Uh, it just kind of – it's really, I, I, I don't know, exciting or I, I think it's cool how deep into the character these uh, actors and actresses get uh, when portraying these roles because they do not slip. They're, they're, yeah. Whatever you throw at them, they're ready to bring it back as that character. And, and shout out to the new ones last year. Sid was great. Uh, Agatha was spot on. Yeah. Uh, the, the Emma Stone Cruella was great, too. She was quick. Uh, so, yeah, I, w- I guess I would be a good one, too. I think Gaston would um, be cool, but we see him in Fantasyland. So I'd rather see something that we don't get every day. But we still get an evil queen and stuff. I too. mean, we, we could go Skinner from uh, Rescuers Down Under or uh, <laughs> Madame Medusa from the original Rescuers. I just think, like, when you go Ch- Chernabog, uh, you know, yeah. like, I, 
I don't know that Chernabog would have great interactions, but I feel like they've gone to all the like surface villains that would be good to have and interact with. So you're left with the ones that are either really deep cuts that a lot of people aren't going to know much about, which I think is great. You know, give people a reason to go watch those movies again uh, yeah. or, or other ones that might not have much to, <laughs> to give an interaction for them. Well, Skinner from Rescuers Down Under would be awesome, especially if they did a Joanna puppet, his uh, iguana or not iguana, but the, the drag, uh, you know, Komodo Komodo dragon, like a a little puppet of that. Um, I think I would love to see, I I brought this up last year, but I I think the suited costume of Hades looks really goofy, but if they actually did him in a face character like Agatha, like evil queen, Mm -hmm. and they could get somebody really cool, but uh, I would like to see Barbosa, Captain Barbosa. Do you want better? He's not really a villain anymore. He like turned. Uh, what about David if they, Jones? If they go to the, that would be cool. Yeah, that's going to require um, some work. Yeah, they can do it. I think that would be really cool though. But if they went uh, Curse of the Black Pearl, Barbosa, you know, where he's still the villain there, I think that would work. Because so. they they have Barbosa Barbosa in the Fantasmic now on the pirate ship scene. No, he's he's on the screens. Don't they have who's fighting Jack in those? Is there someone just random? Random pirates. Okay. Oh, and, and shout out. Yeah, you mentioned Chernabog, and you just brought up Fantasmic. Uh, shout out to I forgot who it was on TikTok, but they added uh, during the Chernabog scene on Fantasmic, they played uh, Inner Sandman by Metallica, <laughs> and it fit perfectly. So <laughs> um, they played it on TikTok, not in the actual Fantasmic, right? Yeah, they they swapped the audio during the Chernabog scene with Inner Sandman, and it worked. So. <laughs> Hey Ryan, what, what about uh, Christopher Walken? We could have him. Do we? And then you just have all the little Country Bear Hall, and then like every five minutes, like he interacts as they change it out, and then you click the button. It's like, oh no! And then you just do that all night. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I guess that's our, our little segue into. That's it for news, I guess. Um, I know we're we're as of this show comes out, um, a lot of the news on this was out. But um, tickets on sale for Celebration UK. If you're interested, for our Star Wars fans, sold out. Four days. Yeah, sold out already. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Jedi, the Jedi package is sold out, and the uh, four days sold out. Um, but yeah, it's already. <laughs> Did you get tickets? I'm not even trying because oh. I will be. ICC con in Nashville uh, when they announced it's going to be so okay that's where I'm going yeah me too <laughs> hopefully I don't so, and I'm, bringing, I'm planning on bringing not only the Disney Universe podcast there but Mando show and can't go to Nashville without going to some of the breweries so Fresh Hops will be represented in Nashville uh, maybe I'll go to but once we get the information on dates and everything we'll definitely share that maybe they have a chalky milk factory somewhere nearby yeah that's all that's all you buddy hot <laughs> chicken <laughs> yes. We got to have some Nashville hot chicken in Nashville. Cool. So. <laughs> it's in the name. But uh, let us know what you guys think on some of those news. Did we forget anything? Uh, I didn't write anything down because I'm really bad. It's a weekend. Uh, we, we did kind of segue to Oogie Boogie Bash. Those tickets are on sale, and I'm pretty sure at least half of the dates are sold out. So uh, Yeah, if, if I think by, most of October. By time of this uh, coming out, you haven't already got your Oogie Boogie Bash tickets. Run. Go now. Or you're yeah. Announce Madam Mim as one of the treat trails. Get me one, too. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I think most of October sold out. The Magic Key Day is sold out. The D23 member day is sold out. So yeah, get those quick. 
And I know we mentioned it last episode, but uh, tickets are also on sale for the. Uh, <laughs> this kind of goes to our one of our topics today: the Tron uh, Dance Party at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, tickets are now uh, on sale for that. So uh, hopefully that comes to D twenty three. Comic Con. August? Uh, sometime later on this month, I think oh, month. Uh, July. So. Cool. Hopefully, we I think to, uh, we'll have, probably have to have a Comic Con episode with the news. Yeah, definitely. So, although I'm pretty sure I heard Disney, like Marvel, Star Wars, isn't bringing anything to Comic Con, or at least not. An I heard. Pay. I heard Marvel is going now. Okay, but I heard what you heard earlier, but then I recently heard that they're now going. So who knows? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be kind of a uh, bunk if they didn't show up with anything. Yeah, the same I mean, time. you can't have a comic book company. Yeah, not show up to the biggest Comic Con in the. I mean, even do a little something. It is a, They don't have to have a big Hall H presentation. You know, save that for D twenty three. But they got they got to make a, pre, uh, a, a presence felt. I feel. Well, we'll see. Any, any of y'all go to Comic Con? Please uh, hit us up. Maybe we can have you on to talk with us to rap about Comic Con. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we are going to go back to, uh, not go back, but we are going to go to the meat and potatoes of our big anniversary show, uh, the celebrations of Tron and Country Bears. So 40 years ago this month, uh, Disney released Tron. Uh, this was one of this is a cult classic. I, I know uh, this was kind of like a mixed hit when it first came out because at the time of a movie dealing with computers, computers were not what they were uh, this day. So people didn't know what terms a uh, bit, derezzed, delete, you know, all these computer terms. And uh, there was no World Wide Web. Well, there was, but it was mostly with the military and everything. So uh, Tron uh, came out, uh, distributed by Disney, Walt Disney Pictures, uh, directed and written by Steven Lisberger, uh, starring Jeff Bridges as Kevin Flynn, uh, Bruce Boxletter as Alan Bradley and Tron, uh, David Warner uh, as Ed Dillinger, the main protagonist of the film. Uh, he also played uh, Sark, the Tron avatar of uh, Dillinger. Antagonist. Antagonist, thank you, thank you. And, uh, yeah, so this was a movie... Sorry, was that Jack Lemmon in the film, too? The older guy, the guy who created the company? No, that was actually... um, uh, Where is he at? Uh, Bernard Hughes. He played Dr. Walter Gibbs. And um, he... he, I'm trying to remember what else he played in. He was something in the... Is he one of the old guys in Trading Places? He might have been. Oh, he he was in Sister Act. He was was the original... uh, not priest, but one of the like the father or the deacon, the- something like that. Yeah, um, father, son, and the Holy Ghost. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, uh, he uh, he was the head of the school at, at Sister Act, uh, the sequel to Sister Act. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, he was a crazy old man in Lost Boys. Um, yeah, did a lot of TV uh, mainly, 
uh, in the eighties and nineties. But yeah, this was one of his bigger roles. Um, but yeah, I saw this movie as a kid and it was, it, it was literally one of those ahead of its time films. Uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, such, you know, kind of, I, I put it up there with, with a star Wars. Cause these were like some of the most technological movies out there. And it's basically about a computer hacker who was abducted into the digital world and forced to participate in gladiatorial games, uh, where his only chance is with the, to escape is with the help of a heroic security program. And that is Tron. So, um, so basically Jeff Bridges character is, is a very talented, uh, uh, computer engineer. And then on a side side, he, uh, creates uh, certain uh, video games, which were still very new at this time. Uh, it, so one of the biggest games was uh, Space Paranoids, and which was pretty much Tron, which you would see at the arcade. And then uh, Dillinger, uh, he kind of stole his programming ideas and kicked them out. So he, the plot of the movie is basically Kevin Flynn trying to get you know word that he is the creator of these games and get sucked into the grid. And uh, Dillinger and the Master... Con- uh, control program, which is the MCP. Uh, they're trying to pretty much take over the world <laughs> with technology. Basically, Skynet, Terminator, the the whole uh, uh, a- uh, AIs, you know, getting smart enough to uh, take over the world, basically. So, um, a lot of these effects were created on the spot. And, you know, like I said, throughout the years, it became a cult classic. Uh, Flynn Lives was a huge uh, thing to get, you know, fans are trying to get a sequel for years. Eventually, in 2012-ish, uh, Tron Legacy finally came out. And like I said, uh, Liz Berger, uh, the director, was actually cast as the bartender in, uh, in the bar there. So um, I really highly recommend uh, also watching the Prop Culture episode on Disney Plus on Tron. I know, Alex, we, I always got to bring this up uh, when we talk about Prop Culture, which hopefully we get more of because that was amazing. But these, it's fun to watch either the movie, then watch an episode of pop culture or the episode first, then the movie. Cause we got honey, I shrunk the kids, uh, curse of the black pearl, Roger rabbit. So I still haven't watched the Muppet movie one. I'm excited. Yeah. That. Yeah. That was a great one. So, um, but yeah, like I said, this is one of my all time favorite movies. I know it's not the greatest, uh, it might not have aged as well, but, um, I'm going to ask you guys, did, did you, any of you guys, did you guys watch this as we're getting ready for the show? Right. Yeah. And, what were your initial thoughts on Tron? I will go start with Alex. Um, it, it, it was a little hard to follow in the beginning, um, but I, I definitely agree it was ahead of its time. I did watch the movie and then watch Prop Culture right after, and uh, it, it was really cool. You know, the Dan, uh, who's the host of Prop Culture, he is like a collector who collects all these movie props, and uh, he got to sit down with the uh, – I'm uh, sorry, the director's name, uh, Steven Lisberger, Steven Lisberger. And it was just really interesting to see him and how kind of like his life has gone all away from both Hollywood and digital things. He's, he's like makes things on a wood lathe now, but how they talk about how he almost kind of, you know, declared the, the, you know, the, the internet and the information super like he, it was almost like he had premonition for this stuff in the movie. Like when you're watching it now, you're like, okay, it's not really like that. But at the same time, 
like he was kind of spot on and things and how we we're connected and how, you know, when we're on a computer inside, there's like a user, um, you know, basically a digital you who's has all these connections to other places uh, in the internet. Of course, Ralph breaks the internet uh, <laughs> had a little part of that as well. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a real interesting movie. It was ahead of its time. I did see Tron Legacy. I like that one a lot better. And a lot of the references and, uh, you know, things from the, the solar uh, sale to uh, uh, the, I forget what they're called, but the big staple looking things. Yeah, the recognizers. The re- Like all those things. And, and even, uh, you know, from recognizing, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, seeing them at Electronica in Disneyland. Like I, I didn't have that reference to Tron before, but now it all makes a little more sense. Yeah. What about you, Ray? This is a very confusing movie to follow. To follow. <laughs> um, and I was sober most of it. And I thought maybe, and then it, I'd understand it, but I still didn't. Um, I tried to watch it from like perspective of someone seeing this in like the eighties or eighties, right? Yeah. For the first time. Because I know it was like kind of like Star Wars, like when people had never seen anything like it. It's just, it just, it's really hard. It just, it doesn't hold up like Star Wars holds up. Um, no, I, I can totally see that. Like I said, I grew up with yeah, those movies. Yeah. Like you grew up, like you grew up with the next one we're going to be talking about. And so I can see where some of that, you know, 2022, watching this, this uh, computer themed movie yeah. in the 80s, be like, I got I got a computer on my phone <laughs> pretty much, and I so I could I could see where interest could be hard to keep at times and and stuff. But um, yeah, it, and then it was just confusing because like the people from the movie also were in the like the computer world, and then I'm like, but are they did they get zapped into? But also they have like the helmets on, like the hockey helmets on. So yeah, I didn't know like if it was the same person, cause they, they look, they look funny, like in the computer world. So it was like, you know, it was just, it was hard. It was hard to follow. Um, yeah. Like if you're watching this in the eighties, you probably like, Holy shit. Like what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> like they're in a computer. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, so Flynn, Kevin Flynn, Jeff Bridges character, he's the only character that was actually, uh, transported into the grid. Got it. Uh, by the master control program, by that big laser that they had in that room. But the other characters that were like Tron, uh, Lola, I think it was, was it Lola? I can't, I, for, I always forget her name. I, my niece got me her autograph at a, an old WonderCon uh, a couple uh, years ago. But um, they, they are, like Alex said, the computer avatars of the real person. So uh, Alan, uh, he's the one that's Tron. <laughs> like I said, this, I, this is where the confusion comes from. He, he created Tron as a security program. And then that, then uh, the way that the computer will trying to take over are basically, so Tron pretty much fights for the users. So like <laughs> they're, they're like virus, like the other things are viruses, right? Pretty much. And then there's the one head virus. Yeah. With the- which is the like Skynet. He's the one that's gotten so smart that he can, uh, cause he, he talks about even like, getting into the Russian, which is big back then, but the whole Russian threat, well, it seems like kind of big now too, I guess. Uh, but, uh, Stranger things. you know, get into their program, their computer system and uh, launch the rockets. Pretty much what happens in, like I said, Terminator, you know, once the, the computers become aware. 
think of it like this, like, Right now, the three of us sitting in three different places are recording this podcast, but inside the internet, there are three of our avatars sitting at a table together mm-hmm. recording this podcast. And should, With hockey helmets. Should the screen freeze, then the, the one of us who has everything frozen, the other two of us are like basically being kidnapped out of the screen, out of the, the internet version of it. You know what I'm saying? It's... it's uh, I don't know. It's 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 like Alice in Wonderland. Like there's there's so many movies that kind of take that whole Avatar uh, thing to a different place or a different level. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, just going back to being way way ahead of its time, and, and that's yeah. why when Tron Legacy came out, it it seemed to fit and work so much better. And a lot of people want to see a sequel to that one. You know? Yeah. Hopefully we do. And that was a perfect analogy of uh, Alice, like through the Looking Glass. Because it's like the grid, the computer grid, the computer world is pretty much like an old, like a dream world that a lot of people have in a lot of these movies like Alice in Wonderland or um, I can't think of dream world movies right now, but you guys know what I'm talking about. But I mean, Avatar this is, almost. Avatar, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so being put into the computer dream world, uh, basically. So then after Flynn is in this, this grid on this movie, He's obsessed with the possibilities of what the computer world can do for the human world. And that's what a lot of Tron Legacy is about, where he spends all his time, not even because after at the end of this world, he becomes the head of income because they he gets the information that he was the creator of Space Paranoids and other games and then actually creates the game Tron uh, based on his experiences in this one. And so that's where Tron Legacy goes. But he gets he's literally able to transform himself and build the grid in Tron Legacy then just gets trapped in there because like the MCP, his security program, Clue, becomes too smart and too aware and traps him in there. So but that, that's a whole another movie there. We'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, Tron Legacy at another time because I do love that movie. I, I do love It's a great sequel. I like Tron Legacy. Um, yeah. A really f- good one of my favorite fun facts of this, of the original Tron, I believe, and I will post, I've posted it before and I'll, I'll post it after this uh, episode post, but I am pretty sure that this was one of the first ever hidden Mickeys uh, in, in, uh, in a movie or even before they started purposely putting them in the parks. Hmm. And, and I'll, like I said, I'll post it on there, but it's, uh, you can actually, I think, look it up on YouTube, but it, it's a scene where the uh, solar sail is going over the grid and it literally goes over a side silhouette of Mickey mouse. So, I mean, you see the ears the nose, the smile and everything. And Oh yeah. It, I see it. Yeah. So thank you. Ron. So, I'll, I'll, <laughs> so I will, I will put, I'll post that. Uh, like I said, after this episode post another fun fact uh, in, in 1982 uh, before the game was very popular when they're looking for Tron and stuff, there's little mazes in the background. And one of the mazes actually, a circle version of the uh, Pac-Man uh, little maze. And you actually see Pac-Man and ghosts going through. I did and, notice that. I was like, why is Pac-Man hunting? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> and this was before the game was a, a worldwide phenomenon too. So, and that's little Easter eggs in that. Um, and this was one of the first soundtracks that was actually, this was the, the music was done by the London symphony, which is known for star Wars and, you know, Indiana Jones, a lot of John Williams, but they also did one of the first synthesizer uh, soundtracks in movie history. So um, pretty cool stuff. So 
Um, I know from uh, uh, the Pixar story uh, directed by, uh, shout out Leslie Iwerks, still love to have you on the show. Yes. Um, uh, it is said, I believe John Lasseter says that uh, a screening of Tron on the Disney lot was kind of a Kickstarter to them deciding to really push forward with computer animation, making, uh, you know, so, so I kind of see Tron as something that w- got us to Pixar, you know? And yeah, absolutely. It's kind of cool. I, you know, shout out to uh, all aboard podcast. I was just re- recently listening to some episodes and I never really thought about how rocket rods got us to having rides like Indiana Jones and, you know, test track and radiator springs racers. So yeah, I kind of got to give rocket rods a little bit of credit for that, but not, when, when failures become uh, positives down exactly. the road. And I, I would not say that Tron was a failure in any sense, but you know, again, just going to how far ahead of its time. And also with watching that Pixar story, you kind of got the vibe that people were kind of afraid of computers, the whole, they're going to take our jobs, you know, thing like that. So, uh, yeah, I can kind of see, you know, those things contributing to how the movie didn't do so well, but here 40 years later, you know, we really owe a lot to, uh, you know, this movie coming out, out of, uh, you know, the director's imagination. And, you know, I really wish he would have got more credit for it at the time, but I'm glad that we can still look back and appreciate it now. And how yeah. It came from it. And you're, and you're right about computers taking over jobs. Cause I, I was recently at McDonald's at lunch and they don't even, you can order at the screen <laughs> nowadays, so yep. kind of crazy. Um, and before we uh, we end on the Tron part of this um, uh, park presence that it's had, the original Tron, I uh, brought it up m- many times, but you went through the world of Tron and the old uh, um, People Mover attraction around the Space Mountain area. It had the light cycles and the whole projection mapping part of the, the uh, theater, which is really cool. Uh, I just, I never got to see it. I just, it was just, a, yeah. I like, I missed it. Uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. And of course, uh, we, we mentioned, and this was more themed on um, uh, Tron Legacy, but uh, Electronica at, at DCA, but they brought, they brought in a Flynn's Arcade, uh, which actually had the sign outside Flynn's Arcade. It had old 80s style games, including Tron at the end. Do you uh, think that was the same sign that uh, was from the movie that they used in, uh, that, that you could see in prop culture? I think they, they might have, built that for that because I think before Tron legacy came out when they were pumping up the movie at San Diego comic-con, they actually did a Flynn's arcade pop-up okay. in San Diego. Then I think they brought that to electronica after the movie or, you know, I think I can't, I'm not sure, but yeah. I, uh, I did electronica, I think three or four times, but I never went into Flynn's arcade and I'm upset about that. Uh, and I still got some of the tokens. That was like one of my favorite things to get. I spent like $5 on Flynn's arcade tokens. Nice. So. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I, I did. I gave away a bunch, but I still got a few. So, um, but yeah, that's that's Tron. Happy 40th anniversary! And uh, of course, except- uh, yeah, the the new ride uh, in to- Shanghai Disney and soon to be Walt Disney World, also probably based off of Tron Legacy, but the Tron Light Cycle Run. I know none of us have gotten on it yet. We're all looking forward to it. I'm uh, as every day goes by, less and less optimistic that it'll be open on our trip to Florida. Um, but I, I know we'll all get it on it soon. If any of y'all have been to Shanghai and ridden it, I think you, you talked to one person who had ridden it, right, Joe? 
Yeah, yeah. Shout out uh, Jess from uh, Leave It Today. Uh, she was on there, said it was awesome. Uh, she actually brought me back a light cycle popcorn bucket from Shanghai nice. that lights up. So super cool. She's like, sorry, I didn't want to rinse it out because uh, she didn't know if the water would have messed up the electronics in it. And so I'm like, no, there's there's Chinese popcorn <laughs> a little bit left in there. So I don't. They do uh, crazy things with their popcorn too. Is it like some yeah. wild flavored one? I think it was just regular regular Mellet, popcorn. Yeah, but, light cycle. <laughs> yeah, but she said she said the attraction was amazing and excited for it to come to the states. So I cannot wait to ride it. Nice beauty. But we are also celebrating. Unless we have anything else on no, Tron, I was or just gonna cheers, cheers to forty years of Tron, man. Yes, and hopefully we get more <laughs> in the future. But yeah, check out if, like I said, everything's on Disney Plus right now. Uh, Tron, Tron Legacy, Tron Uprising, which is a great animated cartoon uh, starring Elijah Wood and Paul Rubens, uh, that takes place right before Tron Legacy, and the uh, the Tron episode of Prop Culture uh, on Disney Plus. But uh, Ryan's story's on there now too, right? Pixar story, yeah. And another Leslie I works the Imaginary story. Why not? <laughs> Why not watch that again? You can see the Tron light cycle on the Shanghai part of uh, of that. But and Ryan's going to bring us into our other big celebration anniversary movie this month. The bigger they come, the harder they fall from the little acorns come. Trees so tall and where you coming from and where you going Till you get there You got no way of knowing All the love in the world won't find you If you don't let it Let it ride, let it ride, let it ride And every mistake is a break But only if you get it Let it ride, let it ride, let it ride so, it's been 20 years since one of the, great, the greatest Disney movies to ever come out. If you if you guys know me and have been listening to me for six years, I think I've been trying to get this episode, uh, or five years, however long I've been on the show, but it is the Country Bears' 20th anniversary in two weeks, July 21st, or two weeks, three weeks. Um, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, didn't have any, I don't know what to say. Um, yeah, so it came out July 21st, 2002. It was directed by Peter Hastings, which uh, he directed other amazing movies like... So yeah, that's it. <laughs> a, couple, a couple of cartoon episodes. <laughs> that's always done. Um, Insert crickets here. <laughs> so it is a, uh, I guess a, a spinoff. I don't know if that's the right word from the Country Bear Jamboree. It was once at Disneyland and also is at currently at Disney World, which was amazing. Um, I wish I did it a few more times. Uh, what? I'm oh, sorry. I had it pulled up and I got take it down. Do you remember when uh, Country Bears Jamboree closed at Disneyland? Yes, the year before this came out. The year before. Okay. So I, September 2001. So I might have done it in 99. I, I have no memory if I did it or not. So um, my love for the Country Bears just came from this movie, um, not the parks. Um, so it is starring Haley Joel Osment as uh, Barry, Barry Barrington, the uh, the main the main bear uh, that the movie centered around. Uh, the villain is Christopher Walken, 
uh, and he does a great job. Well, everyone does a great job in this movie. Um, and we have, I always thought it was the kid from, um, what's that TV show? Um, um, Malcolm yeah, in the Middle. I think Addy called it out on yeah, your guys' stream. Yeah. Also, yeah. Also, quick shout out to you guys. Your stream was so much fun to watch. Uh, <laughs> it was and watch fun. your live reactions. I hope you guys we do did, more uh, of those. Our uh, Cali Curly Couple Instagram account. Uh, we we like and are in the midst, uh, although very lackadaisically, going through watching fifty different Disney movies uh, on the way to our Disney World vacation all being relevant to the Disney parks. And of course, country bears was one of them. Uh, so it was a perfect time for us to get that in. And we've been doing live reactions to the movies on our uh, story for Instagram. So if you're following us, look forward to some of those. Did you keep, your- and if not, we'll tag you guys in the show. Notes. Did you keep your story in highlights? Like, are you going to put highlights for each movie? I mean, I have them in the history so I can pull them up, but no, there's too many movies. I don't know. Okay. Well, if, if you if someone's interested, shoot you a message and watch it because it was great. I loved watching you guys watch the movie. Um, so yeah, uh, the movie's about uh, the country bears. Spoiler warnings, everyone. So if you're yeah. skip this if you want to go watch it. Spoiler warning. The movie's about country bears, the breakup, and this super fan Barry Barrington wants to get them back together, but he's a bear that's been adopted into a human family and his brother's kind of a bully and uh, Barry ends up running away and trying to get the country bears back together. Um, I think there's five, five country bears. So it's a little adventure of him going to the country bear hall, uh, meeting big Al, uh, who is still the, the caretaker, right? That's the right word. Um, yeah. yeah. Of country bear hall. And then he goes off on a little venture in an RV with a man and a chicken. Uh, and they kind of go to each bear that's having their own little life. And there's a little dance musical number with almost each bear and gets them back together to have a concert to save Country Bear Hall because they need to raise money because evil Christopher Walken is going to destroy it. Um yeah, you- save the world. Yeah, uh, I want real quick. I want to shout out the the driver with the chicken. Uh, I'm just pulling up his name real quick. Uh, oh, uh, hang on one second. I'm pretty sure uh, he's the drummer of the band too, because in the in the clips they show that there's like a human drummer in the band in in back before. And, yeah, and then when he's when he's driving, he's drumming. MC so Ganey. the MC Ganey, he's roadie, and the only the the shout out is he also was. Uh, Emilio Estevez is limo driver in the first Mighty Ducks movie. That's right. I was going to say, he's got that face. He's in like a bunch of stuff. So, yeah, so it's funny that he was a driver in Country Bears and a driver in Mighty Ducks. They're like, so. hey, you, you'd be a good driver in a Disney movie. Yeah. yeah. And the soundtrack to this movie <laughs> is amazing. Um, I used to listen to it in high school as I walked to school because it's just that good. <laughs> um, so if you like country music. How, how old were you when this, when you first saw this movie? Um, it would have been six. Uh, Cause it came out in the summer of 2002 and I'm September 95. God. Okay. No, I'm just trying to remember cause Tron came out in 82. So I must've been about by the time I made it, made it out to video. I was probably about five or six when I first saw yeah, it. So, so, you know, the we effects. Look up a movie from when I was six now. Yeah. <laughs> How, what year were you six? 89. 
what came out? Roger here? Rabbit. Hey, yeah, Roger Rabbit. Go. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, no, this, this movie, you know, it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't horrible. Uh, if you're a fan of Muppet movies like I am, it kind of reminded me a bit of those with the celebrity cameos, albeit that a lot of the celebrities were like country stars who I weren't really into. Um, Elton John has a great cameo in the movie. Mm -hmm. I was actually just reading a screen crush article about the anniversary of this film, which I'm going to have to send to you, Ryan. Um, Please do. The director tells this anecdote about how when they were filming that cameo, uh, 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 a tour bus came through looking at stars homes and these people see Elton John in gardening stuff. And then these five animatronic bears out in the street. And they just must have been thinking, like, what the heck is going on? I think (laughs) one of the bears, like, had a malfunction or something. But it was just an interesting story he was telling about the day they were filming that. So, sorry, sorry. The bears are, their whole body is animatronic? I always thought it was someone, like, in a suit with an animatronic face. I think it's a switch of both. And that was actually another really cool thing I noticed from watching the credits uh, in the... I don't know what you call it, costume character credit, top billing, Misty Rosas, who we know as both Frog Lady and Queel from The Mandalorian. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. So So who who does she play? She was Barry because of size and such, but who knows? Trixie was kind of big still. That's true. Misty Rosas is like 4'11". Oh, then probably Barry. Ish. But it's just wild, like how she's, you know, kind of. I mean, I don't know if I call it a renaissance. I think, you know, us in nerd culture like to do deep dives and get to know the people who help make these things come to life. But I mean, she must have been pretty young back then, too, you know? Yeah. And shout out to that. I'm working on uh, trying to get a talk with one of the Darth Vader stunt coordinators or stuntmen from Obi Wan Kenobi. Nice. Totally ch- change the subject, but I'm working on that right now. So, um, um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, the the movie uh, famously flopped based on the amount of money it made. Uh, we were just talking about this before record, but it cost about thirty five million to make and grossed about eighteen. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where the disconnect was. I know when I started watching it, I didn't feel as much of a tie in with the attraction as it went on. I realized they were the same characters from the attraction, but they just felt so different mm-hmm. um i don't know if it's it's weird because in the attraction obviously the animatronics are a lot more primitive and you know the movie wouldn't have been great if it was super primitive animatronics but they just didn't look anything like the bears from the show at the parks i didn't see liver lips unless he was going by a different name and he's i think you know got to be up there in the top three favorite country bears i did get my big al um, it's a sign. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he, Big Al was probably the, the closest to the attraction or show. But he also wasn't movie. in the band. I wanted to see Big Al yeah. the guitar. So the band, uh, the actual country bear band in the movie was supposed to uh, be the five bear rug. The, the camp. Uh, so basically the, the group that uh, sings most of the songs mm-hmm. in the attraction, the Fred and Zed and Zeke and, you know, yep. ten- in a bear named Tennessee. So they're basically uh, so, like the, the background. The background. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so then Henry was pretty much the MC, and he had his top hat, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's weird because uh, from the attraction, um, both iterations, the the original one that's still at Disney World and the Vacation Hoedown, which I loved at Disneyland, it's, it always seemed like Henry and Trixie were the couple. Because when Trixie's singing, Henry's like kind of like smitten when she's singing uh, on both songs. Right. Uh, the And... Uh, so it was kind of weird that it was her in Tennessee, I guess. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So I guess I'll go with my turn on this. So first of all, like I'm, I'm kind of this came out around a weird time. Uh, Disney was kind of trying to get their 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 feet back uh, in in making hits, and it came out very close to the time Haunted Mansion came out. I did not like Haunted Mansion when it first came out. Well, and, uh, and First Pirates and, came out around then too, right? Yeah, and uh, and so, but that that year, uh, and I think uh, Country Bears came out the year before Haunted Mansion, or a couple years before. But uh, but I went back recently, uh, listening to shout out uh, Jeff Bam, uh, Doom Boogies podcast. Uh, he's like, you know what? A lot of people our age don't really give Haunted Mansion the credit that it deserves. And then, like I said, I can't answer, I can't get to. I go around a whole circle to to make a point, so you guys know that. Um, but I, he's like, I went back and watched it, and I kind of appreciate it a little bit more. Same thing. I, I went back to watch Haunted Mansion, and you know what? Yeah, it was a little bit more enjoyable than when I first originally watched it. I did not give this movie a big chance when it first came out because, like I said, one of my favorite anything at Disneyland was the Country Bear Vo- Vacation Hoedown. I did that every time, and and I stand by this. I know it could be controversial depending who you're talking to, but the Vacation Hoedown, in my opinion, is better than the original Bear Country Jamboree that's still playing in Florida. And um, the mu- in my opinion, the music's better. The everything is better. So, to me, them closing this, then coming out with a movie a year later, it's kind of like a slap in the face to the Disneyland fans. And I know a lot of the Disneyland fans were the ones that were crappy on this movie a lot when it came out. So I saw it once, didn't like it, went back to watch it this morning and kind of going back to the Haunted Mansion, I figured maybe I'll, I'll uh, appreciate it a little bit more and uh, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could have gone back to sleep and started my day over, but unable to do it. It had its pleasant moments still, um, but I kind of bring it up to like Alex, you mentioned to a Muppet, uh, you know, old school Muppet movie, same kind of storyline. But there's just so much charm to a Muppet production, even though the animatronics were from the Jim Henson company. I just, I couldn't get into the movie. Like, I don't want to say I couldn't care, but like you said, none of the bears resembled the bears in the attraction. And uh, my favorite part, though, because I I love uh, Brian Setzer and Stray Cats. I mean, that scene was cool, but it still was not enough to me. Like, okay, I got to download that song. You know, hope he plays that at the next concert. Yeah, no, so. Brian Setzer and Zeb was one of my favorite scenes. Queen Latifah in that scene as well. Um, the Jennifer Page uh, cameo, a big one-hit wonder from the 90s, early 2000s. It's just a little crush. That, that's her song, <laughs> look it up. But uh, I was like, she looks familiar. I thought she was, uh, what's her name from 24? The, the oh. She would have been far too young <laughs> at that time. Um, but... Uh, for uh, I forgot where oh, the cameos people. Da, da, da. 
I don't know. I, I, it's, uh, I'm glad you watched it again. I, I, I remember I kept teasing you. I was like, hey, I've done worse things for 88 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know you were talking about it. It's a great movie. It's got Christopher Walken. Uh, in the 90s oh, yeah. and early 2000s, Christopher Walken, because he was doing movie, like he was doing, basically, he did an interview one time. They're like, how come you did this movie, but then you did this like, you know, high class movie. Not, I'm not talking about Country Bears, but and he's and he basically like, I do not turn down any roles. I think he said, I do not turn down any roles. Uh, you never know when the last one's going to be or something like that. So that's why he was doing movies like this, because he didn't know if he was going to never get called again. So you got to give uh, props to somebody like that anyway. So because, uh, you know, not taking I don't say not taking themselves so seriously, but like thinking they're above any film or any role. So I'll, I'll give Christopher Walken pops for that. You know, I doubt that was really him doing the hand farts though. Yeah, no, the I was going to say his character, huge twist, did not see that coming. Right, of him being the, <laughs> the 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 arm armpit fart farter from the uh, I guess uh, in the movie they their big break came at like a talent show where they defeated this uh, armpit farter guy, which turned out to be this Christopher Walken's character later in life but man did it take like a crazy turn when he kidnapped the bears and he had the whole rifle with the i didn't know there were tranquilizer darts at first i was like whoa this, this got wild and powerful all of a sudden what's going on he's got a rifle and he's gonna shoot all the bears and i was like okay they're just tranquilizer darts it's, it's a kid yeah <laughs> but and i'm going back to the the Alan john cameo because this is probably the biggest cameo of the film uh, Elton John. Yeah. And I think because, you know, obviously he, he made a name for himself with Disney with uh, The Lion King uh, in 95. But I think about the time that this movie came out was also the, the time where he did the music for a Broadway uh, show that Disney actually wanted to produce for him called Aida. Aida. Aida? Aida? Yeah. It's one of those, but it, it has nothing to do with like Disney, but it, it was something that Disney produced in association with Alton John. So I think it was easy for like, Hey, we need you for two seconds. Hey, to remember that favor? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So Will um, Nelson's in the movie too. Yeah. He was probably high though. It's, is he ever not high? <laughs> oh, Willie Nelson. Yeah. The credit. Was the, you know what the credit in the, in the credits too? He was talking about like, they tried to sample their song and they sued him. <laughs> yeah. The credits were funny because you're getting this whole VH1 behind the music interviews with Brian Setzer, Wyclef Jean, you know, Queen Latifah, and the, then the cameos that were in the movie too. So that, you know, that was kind of funny, but yeah, this movie was perfect. Not so good. Okay. If you watched it without having any, no, like if you say you didn't know the country bear jamboree existed, so you weren't trying to make comparisons. Would you think you'd like it better? If I was six, <laughs> and maybe <laughs> I, I've never, the, I've never had the, to make the, the comparisons. The bears yeah. were kind of creepy. <laughs> like it, it's a uh, again growing up like doing Chuck E. Cheese. It kind of reminded me of that. Obviously, it seemed a little more advanced. I don't know that kind of. I would love to see a prop culture from country bears just to see, cause I'm sure those bears are in the archives. You know? Oh, they gotta be. Or so like somewhere. Well, they're just <laughs> getting them ready for country bear too. Well, they, they need them for something for how much they spent on it. Imagine if they put them in the new princess of the frog ride. <laughs> Maybe they could put them up for auction and then get something for them. Who knows? Oh, well, Hey, Ryan, 
I'll give him <laughs> all my collectibles for him. <laughs> you would really um, trade all your hot toys for one of the country bears. Is possible? What, maybe two. <laughs> so who was your since since you know? I'm, and I'm, I'm not going to get crap on the movie anymore because, you know, like I said, I love Tron. I get crapped on that, too. So I, I'm just giving you I, stuff. But who's your – who uh, growing up, who was your favorite country bear from the movie? I'd, well, I'd probably be Bear probably because that's who I related most to because I was like a kid. So um, probably him. I like Big Al. I thought like when he's like, I'm chubby, but I'm quick. That's That's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm going to say it's a sign anytime somebody says, what's that? No. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a sign. <laughs> Stay off my grass. Yeah, but, yeah, Big Al and Bear, Barry Barrington. So, yeah, that would be probably my favorite. The cops are okay. the cops are really funny, too. They're so stupid funny. That's what I was going to mention. So it's yeah. uh, Daryl Chill Mitchell, and I forget the other guy's name. He was in Drew Carey's show. Uh, yeah, Dietrich Bader. Um, so the part in the car wash where he loses his mustache, do you think that was planned or do you think that they threw in the mustache gag later on because the mustache came off in the car wash? Cause they make no reference to the fact that his mustache may be fake earlier in the movie. And I felt when I was watching it, that the mustache came off on accident and then they put that into the plot or into the it's story. It's very out. possible. I've never thought about that, but it's extremely possible. Um, yeah, those guys, those guys were funny. Yeah. You know, it was everything you would expect from, you know, a kid's, the whole slapstick yeah. like, car wash scene. Um, and it, you know what? It was funny too, that the two cops, officer ham and officer cheats. So ham and cheats. <laughs> cheats or that cheeks? Was, cheats. Is that a, a playoff something? A ham and cheats sandwich. Uh, so it's like cheese, but it's not. God. But the way he introduced him to was like, I'm ham is cheats. And he's like, you guys are ham and cheats. Uh. So I'm looking at some of the other voice cast real quick. Uh, Brad Garrett, who uh, we know from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, the brother. He also did the voice for many Pixar characters. The uh, puffer fish, the um, the big tank beetle from Bugs Life. Uh, he's got Gusto. a big now, right? Gusto. He was Fred. Oh, okay. Uh, Big Gal was James Gammon. Uh, name sounds familiar. Face doesn't look no, so much. The face looks super unfamiliar. So Stephen Root, who we know from Office Space, the, I believe he took Miss Tapler, yeah. uh, showed up in Book of Boba Fett. He played Zeb. He voiced Zeb. Zeb Zuba. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Tolowitzki, uh, he was the uh, Barry's dad, the adopted father. Mm-hmm. And I only brought him up because... He always has the, the one of the big uh, parts from uh, the movie Groundhog Day uh, when he runs into Bill Murray's character and steps in the puddle. It's like, ooh, that was a doozy or something like that. So, uh, Daryl Mitchell, who played Officer Ham, uh, I, I, I recognize he's, he was the, um, uh, I forget his name, but the, the young pilot from Galaxy Quest, which I love that movie. So, uh, yeah. Good cast. Good cast of film. Yeah, pretty decent cast. But... So would you, would you hope for a sequel for this uh, or, a re- or a reboot? Uh, probably a sequel. I like the characters, but I mean, if they did a reboot that catered more to the older Disney fans that saw Country Bear Jamboree, not I'm not calling you guys old, but like you know what I mean, like yeah. um, like that was for kids that movie, like the movie. That's why I loved it. But if they had one 
Well, it doesn't have to be like for adults, but more of the storyline of the Country Bear Jamboree. Um, but you guys could just right. watch Disney sing-along songs and you guys get all the Country Bear characters in there. I got a video somewhere, the Vacation Hoedown. I got to find it and put it on like uh, HD or something. But um, we did get comments. Uh, we got a few comments. Uh, let's see. We got one uh, from our good friend Sasquatch79. What up, my friend? Uh, Tron is hands down a badass flick, new and old. The new Country Bears is damn good, too. <laughs> but pe- but people will hate. Yes, we will. Especially older people who still rep Disney and act like kids, but hate on the corny movie. <laughs> Three emoji laughy faces. And the Haunted Mansion needs no remake. I disagree with that, buddy. <laughs> I'm glad we're getting a Haunted Mansion remake. Um, I thought we got some more. Uh, co- oh, we got one from Spoiled uh, Princess 17. 20th. What? <laughs> so, uh, just, yeah, 20 years. So, uh but if you haven't commented, uh, let us know what you guys think about Tron and Country Bears uh, on on once we post this episode. And that is it for this part of the show. We got a few I just other to touch on the the. I know you touched a little bit on the attraction of the Country Bears while you, we were talking about the movie. But one yeah. of the cool things I learned uh, going back after watching this movie was that the Country Bears was the last attraction that Walt Disney had his hand in on. Um, I, I watched a bunch about the attraction after watching the movie. Um, I at least didn't know or didn't remember that it was initially planned as part of the Mineral King ski resort that Walt Disney was planning on making. And yeah. the Mineral King fell through. Uh, Mark Davis, who had uh, helmed the creation of the Bears and the rest of the Imagineers, were like, well, we're not scrapping this. And that's when they decided to fit it into Walt Disney World for the opening in 1971. Um, so shout, shout out to the mineral King. And uh, I I'm always interested in more imaginary history and history of the parks. So it's, uh, co- cool to know that that came from a ski resort that never was. And to know that that was the last attraction that Walt had his hands in on. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully, I mean, thank you. Thankfully this attraction is still at Walt Disney world. Um, it's still holding strong. This is still a big fan favorite. And I know when I was there a year ago, you know, they only had one theater. The one at Disneyland, they made two theaters. Um, but the, the, the one at Disney World fills up uh, most of the time uh, that I've been there anyways. Um, still a fun show. Hopefully, like I said, I, I've had ideas for it to come back to Disneyland. Your you PC do, idea is perfect. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I'll break into them again later, but I mean... A, a quick on that is Disneyland actually had three versions of this attraction. They had the original one that's in Florida. Uh, then before uh, one, two Christmases in the early eighties, they did a Christmas version, uh, which I have the audio for. And then they came back out. They, they came out with the country bear vacation hoedown because they wanted something a little bit at the time. Country music was that big in California as it was in Florida. So they made it like, well, people, even if they don't like country, they've gone camping, they've done summer camp. So they kind of made it a summer camp uh, style show, which, again, was amazing. I love the show. So they can easily, the way they inter- uh, do uh, holiday overlays, they can do that. But we'll talk about that again later on another time. Uh, but, yeah, let us know what you guys think about Tron and Country Bears. Uh, we also have a few more anniversaries coming up. Uh, we mentioned our sixth anniversary. We're going to talk about a few little things on that uh, shortly. 
Um, Disneyland 65th, 7th is coming up. Uh, I know we're counting down more for the 70th. But also recently, uh, the animated classic Hercules uh, just celebrated its 25th uh, anniversary. Uh, one of my favorite movies, too. Um, so colorful. Uh, the music is great. I know Ryan hasn't seen it yet, but Alex, you have any favorite moments or characters or anything from this film? Uh, the the muses, the muses are amazing. I love all the fan casting I've been seeing for potential muses. I think I just saw uh, online yesterday. Jennifer Hudson has already come out and said that she would love to be the lead muse in that movie. Uh, you've got everyone from like Lizzo, all these people that would love to be in that movie, um, and then of course Danny DeVito. I, I, I would <laughs> love to see him also reprise his role uh if there were to be a live action remake of this uh, which going to that real quick i totally forgot about that thank you for reminding me uh rumor we we saw this on uh, uh diz insider that kind of broke this but uh th- there's rumor that guy Ritchie is in talks to do a live action hercules film so and we did a little a mini fan casting i recently joined uh, Walt's apartment and we talked about this and so some of the big fan casting that I came up with they're for basically Hades, Meg, and Hercules. So do you, who would you – you, you mentioned the muses and Danny DeVito returning. Who would you like to see as Herc, uh, Meg, and Hades? And I'll ask you two right in a sec too. I don't know about Herc or Meg, but I know another online fan casting I saw was uh, Tom – no, Tom Hiddleston as Hades and Chris Hemsworth as Zeus. <laughs> and I, you know, with their whole thing from uh, Thor, I think that would be funny. I, I know people have said Tom Holland as uh, Hercules. Way too skinny. Although I, I don't know about the bulked up version, maybe the skinny kid version. But <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What, what What about you, Ryan? Who would you like to see as? Uh, we'll, we'll just We'll just say Hercules, Meg, and uh, Hades. I don't know who Meg is. Um, the girl, the girl. I don't know what she looks like. <laughs> 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 as I'm seeing the movie, Ariana Grande. I think she'd be a good Meg. Um, yeah, I don't know her acting chops, but Austin Butler for Hercules. <laughs> Austin Butler and anything. Yeah. <laughs> Who is that? Not, uh, the guy that played not, Elvis. He's, he's, he played Elvis. Yeah. Not Disney related, but go see Elvis. Such a great movie. <laughs> um, I I don't know like The Rock because he's a giant. So uh, he's already played Hercules. He also doesn't have hair. Um, that is weird thing in Hollywood though. It's called a wig. Uh, some actors <laughs> wear them. Yeah, sometimes. but like it's the Rock. Like you can't. It would just. It would take. I think it'd take you out if you saw the Rock in like. What is that? Orange hair. I don't think he'd have orange. But Hercules hair. has orange hair, right? <laughs> Mostly, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. You could use Seamus from the WWE. Could you Seamus? <laughs> and have Hornswoggle as the little guy. A nice Irish uh, Hercules. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I um, uh, yeah. Who, um, who do you got? Chris Pratt. I don't know. They're all too old. So I know one of my first ideas for Hercules, and uh, one of one of the guys I forget who said it, but they they uh, they said it before I did was Zac Efron. I was just thinking that. Well, yeah. One. But then I kind of went. I was so I'm like, I don't want to re- uh, repeat him, so I went with another uh, guy. Ritchie casted an uh, actor in a in a movie, uh, King Arthur. But Charlie Hunnam, I think, would be a good Hercules. Also, uh, Sands of Anarchy, Pacific Rim. Uh, for Meg, I think uh, 
Um, Mila Kunis would be a good Meg. And for Hades, like you said, with Danny DeVito playing uh, uh, Phil, reprising his role would be awesome. I also think uh, James Wood coming back as Hades would be sweet. But if not, if they went with a different actor, I think uh, Dave Harbour from Stranger Things uh, would be a good Hades. He did. I thought he did a good Hellboy movie. wasn't great, but he played that character really good. So, who's the who's the now, who's the kid in uh, Breaking Bad? Oh, um, like the kid on the crutches? No, just the the one who's oh. works with the main character uh, Jesse or something. Yeah, yeah. It, I, and going back to the Rock, he was in the Central Intelligence. I'm trying to remember his name right I feel now. Like Aaron he Paul, could be a good Hercules. Aaron Paul. Yeah. Thank you, because I was trying to think for that fake YouTube boxer guy. I'm like, no, not Jake him. Uh, yeah. but it- Jake Paul. <laughs> He's now a WWE superstar. Yeah. Uh, um, no, so happy. Well, well, I know we're kind of going a little long, but yeah, that, I'm excited for a Hercules uh, live action. Um, I know people had reservations about Guy Ritchie directing Aladdin, but that I, I enjoyed that more than I thought I would. So I'd be up for him doing more. I think Hercules would be a good movie for him to do. Do we need live action remakes still? I don't think so. They're not going to stop. Guess we'll yeah. find out at D23. We're going to get a live action remake of a live action remake eventually. No, we're going to get an animated version of like Pirates of the Caribbean or something. That could be good. <laughs> we'll, start, we'll be getting animated versions of live action. Is that rumor true? That... still have animators? Oh. Wait, what? which one? Uh, sorry, I, I talked to Rogue. Um, did did they sign um, Johnny Depp for three hundred and one million for a Disney Plus show? So, as far as I know, that's rumor. That was just hearsay. Hey, hearsay. Because <laughs> after after that came out, then I saw uh, on and on Disney Insider that he is not going to be returning. And somebody asked what the source was, and it was a close friend of Johnny Depp. So, who knows? Um, I would like to see him again, even if the movie doesn't focus around Jack Sparrow, but a, a passing of the torch. But I still think yeah, Jack Sparrow, if they're if they're going to move along, still deserves a a, a proper farewell. I heard. I heard it was three. This is just what I heard: three hundred one million for Pirate Six plus a Disney Plus show on Jack Sparrow pre him getting the Black Pearl. I would be for. Yeah. I mean, Jack Jack Sparrow is one of the best, not just Disney characters in my opinion, but just movie characters of my lifetime. I like certain characters that have that big of a presence to me are Darth Vader, uh, Jack Sparrow, and I'd say Heath Ledger's Joker. Mm-hmm. So, and 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 now, seriously, I'm, I'm not just saying this because recently, but Austin Butler playing Elvis. So this movie's already climbed up to one of my favorite all time. Yeah, movies. it was great. I gotta go see it again. So. Yeah, I'm taking my dad on Monday. Nice. So, um, yeah, hopefully, I don't know. Have you heard anything about that, Alex? Or what, Elvis? Oh no, no, sorry. Uh, the Johnny Depp contractor. No, nothing about it. But I, I agree that uh, Captain Jack deserves a proper send off. Yeah. So I guess, like I said, well, you'll be hearing a lot of this uh, over the next couple of shows. But all right, so next anniversary, once like we mentioned earlier, is our sixth anniversary. Uh, nothing big, nothing, no pomp and circumstance. But like I said earlier, uh, 
very proud to still be doing this and loving doing this and the people uh, interact with, but most importantly, uh, talking with you guys about just Disney stuff all the time. So um, I guess real quick, is there anything that you look back on or look forward to in the future? I'll start with Ryan. A meetup again. I'm looking forward to another meetup. That was good. A couple, couple, 2019, the December one. Yeah. So yeah. I'm looking forward to another meetup eventually. Yeah, hopefully very yeah. soon. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. What about you, Alex? Any Anything that stands out, favorite shows or moments? Well, or? I got to say sixth anniversary is a big one. It's a formative year as we just established. You seeing sure. Tron and you seeing Country Bears. Uh, thing, things that happen in year six are big time. So uh, shout out to us for being around for six years. Uh, I, I know I haven't been around all six years, but most of them at least listening. Um my favorite moments, uh, of course, anytime we get together to do our our uh, fantasy parks draft, that has been a lot of fun. Uh, and then, uh, of course, when we went to Alani and got to talk about Alani on the uh, the, the Sweethearts uh, 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 Valentine's episode a couple years ago. Uh, but yeah, all in all, just uh, spending time talking about Disney because – Generally, it's me at work, and anytime somebody says Disney or has a Disney credit card, I bring it up, and they don't usually want to listen as long as you guys do. So, yeah, <laughs> cheers, cheers to the both you and, of course, all the listeners. Thank you guys for hanging around and telling other people to check us out because uh, I could do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and I mean, doing this show with you guys, you know, starting this with a uh, uh, Jungle Cruiser having producer Chrissy come in throughout the time. I mean, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It would be fun to do a super show with everybody together. Uh, one of these days, perfect time would be a meetup. Like Ryan said, perfect place would be Alani, like Alex said. Yeah, so we'll still put that on the books. <laughs> 10 year anniversary, Alani. Yeah. So That's hopefully right. we do that. Um, just the friends. Uh, there's so many shows that, that I really too many that I can, I could go back to. We've had some great guests. Um, but just and too many to 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 uh, bring up one one that sticks out to me just because this was somebody I've been a fan of since I was a kid. But when I had Jennifer McGill from the new Mickey Mouse Club on uh, a few years ago, and I'm really hoping to have a few more Mickey Mouse Club members uh, in the future. I'm, I'm working on that. But you know the artists we've had, you know, spinning off to the Tiki Cast, which haven't had an episode in a while, but doing that soon. But actually meeting people that. Uh, that have we become friends because of this podcast? You know, we met in person. Super fan Jen met in person. Sasquatch, uh, Mike eighty four twenty and his family. Little Mikey and Jeresa uh, just recently uh, running into other other um, podcasters. Uh, Hazen and uh, from Pocketeers and uh, Leaving Today and Walt's apartment and all these people. Just these friends that we met, uh, built. Uh, uh, Matt the Rat, you know, we're, we're he's getting ready for Off Market Mouse. Uh, we recently did a stream with him. We'll do one in the future. And just this this friendship of uh, people that just love Disney and just different uh, ways to to spread the word and just basically get our Disney fix. I know it's been tough the last couple of years, uh, you know, with with the parks being closed uh, with, with the pandemic, but, you know, still trying to talk at, at least at twice a month and just, you know, spread a little joy. It's, you know, it's been real fun. So um, I'm looking forward to 
basically just building more friendships and uh, building this little network we have. And uh, yeah, it, it's been a lot of fun. So and I couldn't like couldn't thank you guys enough for uh, for this this journey, this uh, riding this attraction with me that hopefully won't end anytime soon. So no re themes coming up. <laughs> <laughs> but always always room to for to part in our pixie dust yes. though. As long so. as there's imagination in the world. <laughs> Absolutely, and one more big anniversary happening uh, as this show is coming out. Pretty much the same day as our sixth anniversary. Uh, this little park called Disneyland. Ever heard of it? Uh, celebrating its 67th anniversary. Uh, Ryan, as the release of the show, will be just getting back from another uh, recent trip. This time, he'll be playing the part of a, a plaid uh, brother, plaid brother and nephew, plaid mm-hmm. brother. Uh, tell us a little bit about your your trip that you got planned. Uh, yeah, so uh, the wife and I are taking my little siblings. They're not little anymore. Uh, 19 and 16. Um, to Disneyland, they haven't been since... When, just after Cars Land opened. So, what's that? 10? 2012? Yeah, about 10, 10 years. years. Um, <laughs> so, it'll be cool to see, watch them, see everything new for the first time. They're not big Marvel or Star Wars people, but it'll still be cool to see them having fun. Um, so, we're hitting all the restaurants, all the big hitters, Blue Bayou, Carthay. Um, we got going to watch World of Color from blanking on the name of the restaurant it's called boys it's called uh late lamp yeah so i got do they have a special dining package where you get to sit through it or is it just make a reservation towards the end of the evening that's it yeah um and then yeah you're supposed to show up a little early and then request right at the uh the end of the um little area the patio outside um, and then you get like your right, you watch World of Color on the water from the lower level. So, nice. in a poncho, right? Because people like to watch water stuff and not get wet at Disneyland. No, no ponchos. <laughs> we'll have lobster nachos though, and uh, <laughs> we'll have a Mickey's Fun Wheel drink. Those are delicious. So nice. We'll, they won't because they're underage, but I will. <laughs> and ho- hopefully, a Spider Man will be swinging again by then, right? I thought he. I thought he was back up like an hour later. Yeah, he was back the same day. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, never yeah. mind. That. <laughs> um, Sorry, man. I've been busy. Jeez, Joey, don't you know Spider Man's schedule? Um, yeah, he, he was built to fail. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, uh, Fantasmic's going to be back. I haven't seen that. Pirates. Pirates just reopened. Um, so excited to go on that. Um, apparently, some new lighting effects were put in um, right behind the skeleton pirate. It's new uh, lightning and rain behind him. So. Cool to see um, some of the pirates' hats changed. So that's something. Um, uh, it'll be cool to see the treehouse missing um, and see how open that walkway is now in Adventureland. But yeah, I'm just going to go. It's going to be hot, so I don't know how much I'll be eating. I'll be drinking a lot of water so I can post that. <laughs> but you guys uh, yeah, you guys know my, my food. My food boomerangs will be there. Don't you worry. J- July in Disneyland brought to you by gold bond. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> right on. But like I said, uh, all that will have happened by release of the show, but uh, yeah, looking forward to hearing and seeing from it and all that good stuff. But uh, 
you think we're pretty quiet on the Disneyland updates until the stuff for the 70th? Or? What do you mean? Like updates of like new new things? Yeah. I mean, there's got to be something coming at D23. Especially yeah. something tomorrow. Uh, I, I don't know if we mentioned this uh, the last episode, but the, the light year rumors at Space Mountain. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, maybe we get something well, for Disneyland Forward. Is that what they're calling it? Forward. We should get more information on Disneyland Forward because it's already been the first phases of it have already started at Downtown Disney and uh, Disneyland Hotel with the uh, new uh, DVC wing. Yeah. Being maybe we'll get what rides Disney. are coming. The hitch with yeah, that th- is all with the Anaheim local government, I think, because basically Disneyland Forward was a pitch for them to get the local government to rezone certain areas so that they can build theme park elements, hotels, things like that, that those plots aren't already zoned for. So yeah. I think we got some years before they announce new stuff happening with Disneyland Forward just because of the legal red tape they're going to have to go through. Yeah. Uh, which – you know, it's a whole nother episode. We could talk about all the stuff in Florida with Reedy Creek and basically why Disney World doesn't have to deal with any of that stuff because of Reedy Creek and Disneyland sitting in the middle of Anaheim does. Yeah, like I said, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> give, give us New Tomorrowland. Give us give us something with the People Mover track. I mean, yeah. at this point, uh, I... I uh, I, I wish they'd just repair the track and then put the people mover back. Like, yeah. Cause if you want, like I mentioned before, if you want, if you're riding the monorail into Disneyland and you're going around like over uh, Nemo, which has just reopened and looks amazing. I haven't watched any ride throughs, but it's got updated. They added Hank. Hasn't reopened. Um, it, 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 oh, it's going to, by the time the show. Comes Hank, yeah. Yeah. But, um, it's gonna open uh, riding over the people mover track, it just looks sad because there's leaves and dirt and everything. So, um, I'm my big prediction for, and we'll talk about it clo- once it gets closer. But we're going to get hopefully get information on an updated Tomorrowland, and I, st- I still think we're going to get information on a Fantasyland expansion similar to the one in Florida, but probably a little bit different, and um, maybe even a new hotel somewhere, but. Oh, well, but like I said, we'll talk about that more once we get closer to D23. Maybe a Galaxy's Edge um, expansion, one like a one ride or a restaurant. I still hope we get the restaurant we were supposed to get, that, but the restaurant that's basically at this, the Galactic Star Cruiser, but a little bit different. Yeah. Um, I hope so. But like I said, we'll probably hear yeah. soon <laughs> at D23. Um, but if there's anything you guys want to add, or I think we we pretty much done with that Ooh, one. Shankalaka. So. Shaboom. Life, Life would be a dream. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so a lot of anniversaries going on, like we said. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, some of those talks. Let us know what you guys think about Tron, uh, Country Bears, uh, our sixth anniversary. Uh, I'll, I'll do a post. Well, it'll be out before this episode comes out anyways. Uh, Hercules, what your favorite part of the animated, who you'd like to see cast in the live action, and uh, all that good stuff. So, And in the name of anniversaries, uh, the biggest one, I think, this year, Aladdin. Uh, so yeah. get ready. We will definitely have a full Aladdin episode later this year. Um, we look forward to any and all comments or input you guys have on that. Yeah, that we're definitely doing a full, that. Yeah, that we're definitely doing a full show on Aladdin alone. So that'll probably come uh, around November when the movie came out. So get ready. So poof, what do you need? That's what you need. Um, so once again, uh, coming up next episode, 
Uh, not sure yet, but it will be something fun. I'm working on a couple uh, interviews uh, with some uh, some friends we've talked to before, but not in a while. That, but hopefully, real soon. So nice little tease, I guess. Not really. Um, but once again, uh, for our new people, if you, if you hung around this long, I hope you enjoyed us. Uh, one more time, Alex, where can they interact with us uh, and follow us? All, all over the interwebs. We're talking Facebook. We're talking Twitter. We're talking Instagram. All at the Disney Universe podcast. Um, mainly Instagram, but uh, please don't hesitate to add and follow us on all of those avenues. Uh, and then, of course, uh, jump in and catch us on YouTube, Disney Universe TV. There's lots of fun content on there. Uh, we have posted some of these actual full podcast episodes on there so you can see where we're looking in the camera and what we're doing while we're recording these episodes. Uh, if you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. It does help us out in being able to do more things on there like lives, uh, which we have, uh, as stated, a lot of fun trips to the parks, D23, a lot of fun stuff yet to come in 2022. So the sooner we can get to 100 subscribers, the sooner we can share more fun things with you, and the sooner we can uh, do that giveaway we've been trying to do for about a year now. So Yeah, i got some more videos to add to that, and I'll do a post because uh, I forget it right now. The so. Blockbuster <laughs> DUTV uh, Blu-ray giveaway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And again, uh, we couldn't do this show without a few special people. So, Ryan, uh, can we shout them out one more time on this episode? Yes, sir. We have super fan Jen, Sasquatch, Alfredo, Tyler, and John. And if you'd like to have your name read and get some cool free swag, head over to patreon.com slash Very cool. So once again, guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, interacting with us and we look forward to see you in just a few weeks so uh, until next time may the force be with you till infinity and beyond you always remember this as the day that you almost caught the disney universe podcast